Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Kingsguard podcast. This is we're kicking off season two uh, for 2023. This is our first episode for the year, and we want to start it off right. And we're really excited about what's going on. Before I get into what we're going to be talking about today and all of that, let's welcome back my co-host, Cole Barnett. So glad. To hey, have hey, you hey. good to be back, man. Yeah. So for those that don't know me, I'm Wes Carey, otherwise known as Bravo X-Ray. Uh, I'm the founder well, one of the founders of the Kingsguard Ministries, uh, which is a budding men's ministry that uh, that started in Leighton Chapel uh, Baptist Church in Spring Lake, North Carolina. And Cole, we're coming up on the first year anniversary of when we kicked that off here pretty soon. And just what God's accomplished between then and now is just mind boggling on how far we've come and what's been going on. Um, we've got we've got uh, a, a military installation where we're about to start a Kingsguard group wow. there on the military installation. We're really excited about that. We've got chaplains that are getting involved and so on. So, wonderful. so God's really been moving. Yeah. And we're, we're getting ready to start it, uh, start a chapter here in Florida. I'm really excited about that. We'll be starting one here at our church at Lawton street Baptist church here in Pensacola, Florida. Mm. Um, so we've got a lot going on. Um, we've got the shield maidens program that's getting ready to kick off uh, here pretty soon. Um, that we're developing and continuing to develop. And uh, the ladies that are involved in that are doing a phenomenal job. I'm really excited about what's coming down the line on that. Um, but a lot of big things that have been happening in just the past year. And, you know, we, we kind of reflected on that in the last episode. Uh, but, you know, you were there when we launched the the Kingsguard with that conference. Yep. And you kind of been a, you, you've been a part of this at just about every step of the way, watching as things go, um, just as review, um, what have been your thoughts of where this ministry has come from and what's been going on with that? Well, I, I think with what you're doing with uh, seeing it grow and, 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 uh, and obviously being picked up um, on the base, I, I was I, you, we go. It goes back to having a vision. And so I just. Yeah. feel like you having that already set in place, you were ready for an opportunity when that opportunity came up. And so I think yeah. that's, that is such a key tip that all of us can, you know, someone once told me like, if you're wanting to do music professionally, or if you're wanting to do music in a way that people are going to want to use, it needs to be ready before you get there. You don't need to yeah. be, just be good at something and then say, I want an opportunity to use it. Mm -hmm. You need to have something in place before the opportunity arises and yep. here we see that with you i mean in just yeah. a year uh you know of time invested it's 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 kind of deceiving because you've been placing a lot of hours uh, into this well before yeah. this one oh year, yeah. yeah um that that was we, yeah. we could call it your kickstart year of this and i'm just thankful that you know you know you um let me just hitchhike and see what you're doing see what you're up to and, and be a part so i appreciate you man yeah, and I'm going to be honest, man. I, I feel like it's been, you, you said, thanks for letting me hitchhike. I feel like that's what I've been doing is we said, mm -hmm. okay, God, hey, right. let's, we're going to let you, that's, we're going to do this. Yeah, that's and he just, he took off with it. And it's it's growing to a point that we almost, we sometimes feel like we can't keep up. You know, you hear yep. all the time, wait, we need to wait on the Lord. And I think that we almost overuse that. To the point where sure. it's like sometimes God's ready to go and we're going, whoa, 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 slow down. He's like, nope, nope, it's time right now. We're doing it all right now. And you either yeah. get on get on the boat or you drown. And uh, so we said, well, God, we're going to get on the boat. Do what you're going to do. Yeah. And man, it just it just exploded. So we're really excited about what's going on. 
Um, so we've got more coming down the pipe on that. We've got some big announcements uh, that that we'll talk about um, here later on. But let's talk about something that's really fresh, something that's, you know, um, everybody's talking about it right now because it literally just happened. It's all over the news. It's a very unfortunate event. But uh, last night, for those that were watching or those that didn't watch, and for, maybe for those that don't know, um, you're hearing all of the buzz, but during the Cincinnati Bengals and Buffalo Bills game last night, uh, DeMar Hamlin, one of the safeties for the Buffalo Bills, uh, collapsed in a car when he suffered a cardiac arrest. Um, so from what I understand, He's still in in critical condition. Um, they, they're getting some more answers, but he's still not responsive to things of that nature. This guy's 24 years old, 24, wow. you know, born in 1998. I was in high school when this kid was born, man. He, and, Same here. Here he is. I mean, and, and you know that this isn't, this isn't a, 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 this isn't a matter of him being out of shape or anything like this. This guy's a top, he, he's an elite athlete in the world. And yeah. to suffer kind of that kind of injury, uh, if you will, on on national television like that, you know, his family is 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 hurting. They're they're stressing. Um, they're 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 probably wondering what in the world's going on. Um, so, what I would encourage everybody to do is, when you get an opportunity, take a minute and say a prayer for this young man. Say a prayer for his family. This is a lot going on. You may not. I think you you mentioned it, Cole. Someone had said that. He's, uh, I think somebody said that he, he may be a believer or something of that nature. And I, I hope he is. I really do. Sure. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure that I've, I heard through the grapevine that, that he is a profess professing believer. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if nothing else, there is that hope there. Um, but you know, we don't know, we don't know what his belief is. I don't know what his faith is. I, I want to, I want to believe that he's a believer and that he's trusted Christ as a savior, but I don't know. And, uh, if yeah, and, and then the, whether, I mean, could you imagine your parents have to lose you potentially at 24, regardless of, right. of the faith of the faith aspect, which we would deem most right. important still the family, what yeah. they're feeling right now, what that what must be like for through. them. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, pray for, pray for this family. Um, because I mean, even, even if he comes out of it, let's, and I pray to God that he does, um, yes. if he comes out of it and he's, he's, he's there's still going to be that recovery time and he's going to be touch and go there for a little bit. So, so continue to pray for them, pray for healing, pray for, and just pray that God works a miracle, you know, and shows yes. himself in this. And, and I think that that's a very big possibility. That may be the reason that this is happening. I don't know. Sometimes God just wants to reveal himself to everybody in, in these kinds of situations. So let's, let, let's pray that that's as a community, let's pray that that's what's going on. Um, and uh, keep this young man in our prayers and our thoughts, um, keep the family, um in our prayers as well so um in fact let's just do that right now while we're on the air okay. and uh cole man of the hour why don't you lead us in that <laughs> prayer and then we'll go from there all right let's pray heavenly father we come to you now um just thankful for the opportunity to pray to our creator to pray to the one who uh, told us we can come boldly before the throne room father as uh, of people of such worthless value without you to give us meaning. And so we just uh, come to you now. So thankful for this opportunity. Um, but God, uh, there's a, a man that is on our hearts tonight more than any, simply because it's it's worldwide news and Monday night football, the whole uh, country watching a very important football game, no doubt, as I'm sure it's heading into 
uh, getting towards the Super Bowl and all eyes are watching. And this young man has taken center stage with just uh, a horrible situation of, of having a heart attack and uh, falling down and not sure right now where he's at with his health. Uh, mm -hmm. We are hearing critical condition. We're hearing the doctors don't know and really just nothing but a bunch of uncertainty. Uh, Father, and, and that's really all we have in this life is uncertainty. This life is filled with uh, temporary pleasures. Even the greatest things that this world has to offer us has got a shelf life and uh, it will run out eventually. And here we have a man in his early 20s mm -hmm. uh, that may be about to meet you. And uh, so, Father, right now, we just ask that you would, um, Father, anoint the doctors that are, are working on him, the physicians. We ask that if at all possible, if it can fit within your plans to build your kingdom, Father, that you would give this man a complete and total recovery. Father, I know that his family is, is wanting that. I know they're praying for that. I've seen many football players on television praying for that. I'm seeing many people online praying for that. And so I'm not the only voice that is advocating Mr. Hamlin tonight. But God, um, what we really need is a miracle. We need we need for the great physician to get involved if if anything of yes, any uh, worth is going to happen. Father, we've we've heard that there might be an account that this man is a professing believer. And if not, we pray that he would he would uh, live so that he could believe in you, mm. believe on your son. But Father, either way, Father, we ask that you would comfort the family and we ask that you would just uh, bring about a peace that passes understanding because really that's the only kind of peace that a family is going to get in a situation like this. And so we ask that uh, you would put heavenly angels all around them, God, and uh, that you would guard their hearts uh, and anyone who would try to bring negativity to their door at this time. And so, Father, we just uh, ask that you bless the remainder of this podcast and that uh, Wes and I could dive into a topic that uh, you would lead and that uh, you would uh, encourage some hearts and minds uh, today. And we ask it all in the name of Jesus yes, Christ. Lord. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to talk about this this idea of a perfect man. Um, and so we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, if you go to the book of Job uh, and you were to read there, I mean, it starts off and I think a lot of us miss this, but the Bible says in the book of Job chapter one, verse one, it says, there was a man in the land of Uds whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God in the Cole, we talk about a lot, uh, here in church that nobody's perfect. There's no mm -hmm. man that's perfect. Only Jesus was perfect. Right. And I think that we get that confused a lot um, because very clearly right here, this is God speaking to us. Job was perfect. Yeah. And, and, and I think we Jesus have to be careful. Yeah, it's semantics. It's it's semantics. Yeah. It's context and it's connotation because perfect mm -hmm. in this sense isn't talking about sinless. No one's going to no. no Christian that has done any kind of studying was go is going mm -hmm. to say Job could have died for the sins of mankind because he was yeah. flawless. No one, yeah. no one's getting there. Uh, we were maybe mentioned some other men that the Bible called perfect or referenced them uh, mm -hmm. as being perfect. Uh, there's a lot of different contexts. So I think it's important too, that we, this, this is why it's, <laughs> it's one thing to read the word of God. It's another thing to understand it and to discern mm -hmm. it. Uh, it's it's very difficult sometimes when we read certain passages yeah. and a lot of people would say, well, that's just a contradiction. There's no way he was perfect. So, yeah, that's a great that's a great introduction to this topic, because Job is one of the heroes of our movement. I mean, mm -hmm. I believe this is the oldest book as far as written context yeah. uh, or one of the oldest books in the Bible. It's an ancient text that many people had heard about. 
-hmm. And this man was literally born in a time where Satan and other sons of, you know, basically there, there was this time where they, they walked the earth and they would all gather around God and they would discuss, you know, in the most important matters and Satan yep. got permission to troll this guy basically. And when I say yep. that, I mean it in the worst possible way. Like he yep. got permission to one-on-one -on -one go toe to toe with Job and, and really what it was him doing, it was a battle to, to really show God who was boss. That's what Satan yep. wanted to use Job, Job to do it. Like I can control him. He's mine. Just yeah. give me a chance to prove it. And, yeah. um, so this is Job. Job is sort of like in, the, in this the middle of this epic struggle, this greater struggle that we see going between the you know mm -hmm. the prince of darkness and then the king of kings. And so this 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 incredible war uh, kind of background makes Job just an epic in and of itself. Yeah, wouldn't you agree? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when you put it in that in, in that perspective, because this is something that that uh, that we've been talking about a lot, not necessarily you and I, but I know that Seth Hamilton. Uh, who's been a guest mm -hmm. on the show many times, uh, and I have talked about this. Uh, Seth says it all the time, man, Job is a book about spiritual warfare. And so when you put it into that context, it really becomes one of the great epics of all time. And I, I would say it's it's right up there. It, it, you could even chalk it up, put it above, like the, the epics like Gilgamesh and so on and so forth. You know, well, Beowulf, you know. Um, we talk oh, about yeah. those being epics and, and, and those are heroes. And, but this is what I found amazing. Cause I, 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 I dissected this verse, just Job one, one mm -hmm. for a minute. The word that he uses for man is a Hebrew word that means champion. Now you put it in the context of, Hey man, this is yeah. an epic story of yes. a man facing, going into spiritual warfare. Against well, and no doubt he's just, a Christ type. He's a Christ-like figure because yeah. Satan also did the exact same thing with Jesus himself. Satan yeah. tempted Jesus one-on-one. Yep. -on -one. So you've got right. this sort of this Christophany situation happening, mm -hmm. you know, with Job right from the very beginning yep. and God's bragging on him. And really what we know yep. he's doing, he's setting Satan up, right? Yep. He's setting he Satan. Is. He's like, oh, he Satan, is. look, look at my, uh, my servant Job. Is there any yep. greater in the land than him? You know, he's perfect. And, and, and he's what he's really <laughs> suckering Satan into you know, trying to pick a fight and Satan's just yep. dumb enough to fall yep. for it. Um, yep. and, but it, the story, this, the, the, the story of Job, if you've never read it through from the beginning to end, the story of it, they, I'm surprised there's not a more famous movie. Now there's some lower budget movies about Job. Yep. I'm not saying that hasn't been done, but I mean, this mm -hmm. is, this is something that if done correctly, I mean, it, it's, it's just absolutely yeah. chock full of character. I would call them archetypes. You know, these characters yeah. that come in and we can talk about the three friends. There's a fourth friend, but the three friends that really yeah. they, they get we get into this. Well, you must have done something wrong because bad things oh, don't yeah. happen to yeah. good people. You know, which we we find out yeah. from the very beginning of the this story that that's not true. Bad things that's do happen case. to yeah. good people. Yeah. So. But yeah, this is a good one. I'm glad we're talking about yeah. it. And so I, I think that a lot of this comes from like so the, the point of this is like as we're looking at this topic of what is it to be a perfect man? Because that's what the Bible says about him. He was a perfect man. Yeah. And I think that we struggle with that because, you know, you we tell ourselves and we've convinced ourselves that we can't be perfect. So why even strive to be perfect? 
But that's because we kind of changed the definition as we talked about before. Correct. Right. I looked up the Oxford Dictionary uh, and what it is, uh, what, what, the, what the Oxford Dictionary says about it. So this is from all the British people, right? Free from flaw or defect in condition or quality. It's someone who is faultless, right? The perfect mm -hmm. man is someone who is faultless. You know, automatically. Which is incredibly right, relative. Right. There's no meaning in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's so perfectionism. Us, There's believe, no meaning in it. Yeah. And we've talked about perfectionism, right? Oh, Usain Bolt broke the world record, but he sweat. He he yeah, sweat, so right. it doesn't count. It's all yeah. relative. It's it's what is perfect. Yeah. What does that mean? What is guiltless? What is flaw? And so yeah. what you do is is you you essentially it, it means nothing mm -hmm. is what it means. When you when you yeah. try to define it that way, it means nothing. Yeah. So then we, we hopefully, you know, we Americans can do better. Right. So I looked up the Merriam Webster dictionary mm -hmm. being entirely flawless without fault or defect, almost mirror image of yeah. the Oxford. Right. And we've convinced ourselves that to be perfect, we cannot have any flaws. We can't have any faults. Right. We can't have any defects. Right now, contrast that word to identity politics and everything that's been going on in America and, and everything that's going on in the world, you know, this, this relative truth uh, movement that we've got going on uh, or that's kind of resurfaced as it would, as it is. Um, and that's, but that's our definition of what perfect is. And then we'll yeah. tell us, tell ourselves, well, nobody can be perfect. Well, that's just not true because here in Job one, one, we see God giving us a very dis description, a very definition of perfect. He says he was perfect. The word perfect means whole or complete. When you dissect that into the Hebrew and you look at what that means there, it's whole or complete. And really what it means is that what he's talking about is he, he has integrity. He's a man of integrity. He's the same yes. person in front of you as he is behind closed doors. Yes. Job's a man that you can count on, right? Uh, he's a man with a cause. He's a champion. He has a belief. He has a, a he has something that he's that he believes in that he that he's striving for. Uh, it, it means it, it means that he's straight and level. You know that word upright means that he's straight and level. My dad and I were talking about this a while ago. He was or talking about it was not, not this necessarily, but we're talking about some other stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. And we're talking about you know building strongholds in in, in a spiritual sense. And dad got to talking about you know well if you're gonna if you're gonna build something you need a, a a level line and you need a plumb line. Yep. The level line keeps everything straight this way. The plumb line keeps everything straight this way. Yep. And if you want a good house, you want a good building, a building that's going to last a while, you got to be straight and level, right? That's what upright is. It's being or straight. Or if you want to put it in a military context, if you want to shoot around at, you know, a thousand yards, you mm -hmm. better have those crosshairs plumb and level. <laughs> yeah, because that that, that bullet be isn't going to do what you think yeah. when you when you do those yeah. what do they call those calculations? <laughs> yeah, and that's a good analogy. You got to be zeroed because if you're not zeroed, if your rifle itself, the rifle isn't zeroed right away. And I, I love these movies where the guy picks up the rifle just off the ground and he's shooting perfectly, right? No, man, that you didn't zero that gun, and you're shooting a thousand yards, and you're hitting dead center every single time. Yeah, no, I don't believe it. Well, the wind charts they won't work right. if you if you're not if the crosshairs aren't perfectly plumb when and and how the scope is mounted. So the, you see these guys just pull yeah. a scope out of a, out of a case and slap it on top of the 
you know, a, yeah. a rifle that has never been on, you know, and just turn yep. the turrets and everything like it's well, it, it doesn't work that way. Goes, I've tried it. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, it goes beyond that. So like one, every time you take that scope off or any optic, anytime you, you take it off and put it back on, you need to re-zero it. Yep. Anytime you change elevation. That's a good point, too. Yep. You need it. You need to re-zero. Any anytime you go from a hot environment to a cold environment or vice versa, you need to re-zero. Yeah. You know, there, there's so much that goes into that where you have to constantly check your zero. We as men need to be constantly checking our zero. Are we straight? Are we level? Yep. In every situation we're going in, are we straight? And it works are we up level? close, are may not zero? work far away. <laughs> right? So it's it's a man who's complete. It's a man who has a cause. It's it's a man who's straight and level. It's a man, I love it, he says that he feared God, right? That word fear is, we, we think of it as trembling, and yeah, that is part of it. That's part of the meaning of the word, that he was, you know, he, he trembles before God. He's afraid of God. But at the same time, it's more than that. He's in awe. He's astonished. Yeah. And, and when you when the, the question is why, why is he astonished at, at God? Why is he in awe of God? Well, because he realizes he knows who God is and who he is. Right. God is the creator of all heaven and earth. He is he is perfect. He is righteous. He is just. And we're we're just wretched, wicked people. Unworthy of the love that he gives us, but he gives it to us anyway. And when you put that into perspective, when you look at God as, as, as at who he is and you keep it all in perspective, you can't help but fear him. The Bible tells us that wisdom or that fear is the, the, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, right? It's the mm -hmm. beginning of knowledge, right? If you want to be a wise man, you need to know who God is and who you are in relation to him, right? Yes. So he, he's a complete man. He's a man of integrity. He's a, he's, he's a man who has a cause. He's, he's straight and level. He's got a good zero. He keeps, he keeps checking up on that zero. He's a man who fears God, who reverences him. Um, and then finally, I, I, look at, I looked at that word eschewed. He says he's, he eschews evil, right? Or he eschewed evil. I looked at that mm -hmm. word, and the word eschewed, the Hebrew word there means that he, uh, that one who turns from and departs from evil. We have a uh, a word that we use in the church a lot, right? That sounds that when you break or when you go into the definition of that word, it sounds a whole lot like that, right? We call it repentance, mm -hmm. because the word repentance means to turn from, do a hundred and eighty degree turn from, and go the opposite direction of, right? God repented of his desire to destroy humanity, right? He changed his mind. He changed his heart. That's exactly what this is talking about. When it says right. that he eschewed evil, he changed his heart, his mind about the wrongdoings that he was doing. So here's the question. Yeah, that reminds me of Noah. Uh, the Bible mm -hmm. also re references Noah as being perfect, and it's the same yep. thing. No, it says Noah found grace in the eyes of God because everybody else was doing what was good in their own eyes. Mm -hmm. They were just making it up as they went. And if they felt, felt yeah. good, they did it type deal. And Noah knew better. And yeah. Noah respected his creator and respected yeah. the, the ways of righteousness. And mm -hmm. what we see is, once again, another man willing to stand alone for what he believed was right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's becoming more and more rare in a man. 
these days, because if you can get away with it, most people are doing it in, in the church, yeah. out of the church. If you can get away with it, most men are doing it right or wrong. Yeah. Um, yep. And that's not a perfect man. No, no. So the, you're referencing Noah. Genesis uh, chapter six, verse nine says this. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Right. It was a relationship. Mm -hmm. It was that, that that's where that came from. He was perfect because he walked with God. He turned from that evil and he walked with God. So what th this is where the question comes in, because I mean, let's be honest. I messaged you yesterday about doing this podcast and, and, and focusing on this topic. So you've had about a, a whole day yep. to prepare. So uh, and I think that we, we talked a little bit yesterday about, you know, what we're going to go over today. And I think you and I were pretty much on the same page. So um, just based off from the, the time that you had yesterday to now, what are some of the thoughts that you have about what it means to be a perfect man? And how do we how do we accomplish that? How do we get to that point? Well, I think it's important to maybe look at some attributes of what a perfect man mm -hmm. can offer. I think a perfect mm -hmm. man would have to always be striving. Uh, yeah. Colossians 129, I was reading a little bit about striving. It says, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. So yeah. when you become a Christian, God starts expecting things from you. The, the, yeah. the bar gets raised. And mm -hmm. every man who is following Christ feels that. They feel the bar yeah. raised. They don't, they don't feel as easygoing about wasted time as they once did. They start to yeah. sense urgency uh, of the moment. And so a perfect man is striving for something that is important. Um, mm -hmm. a, a, a perfect man has, you already mentioned, a repentant spirit. This is just something that I, that I wrote down. Now, a lot of people argue whether or not Job actually committed a sin or not. This is a very debatable topic. And so I'm not going to make a statement one way or the other, but we do know in Job 42, 6, he does repent. However, God then responds by chiding the three men who accused mm -hmm. him. Yeah. Um, but most of the time when people say Job did something wrong, it was because he questioned God. But we never really, God responds with basically for three chapters explaining to Job, I'm God. Here's the things I've done that you'll never understand. Mm -hmm. Uh, stop yeah. thinking you can fit all this into your little brain. Uh, yeah. but, but I, but I think God enjoys this exchange. It, 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 it almost feels in that context that he enjoyed the fact that Job is trying to sort this out. He's not out getting drunk and yeah. wasting his life. He's sitting here trying to, uh, get inside the mind of God and try to understand why these things are happening yep. to him because he has done, he was complimented. Mm -hmm before all this stuff was taken away from him by the very creator. I mean, he was given yeah. a compliment before his, all his family was destroyed. Um, and so he's yeah. trying to figure out like, why is this happening to me? So again, um, it was so important to Job, whether you agree or don't agree that he did or didn't sin, it was so important to Job that he had a clear, uh, communication between he and God to know that you're right, God, I, sh I can't question you. I can't, yep. I can't pretend to even fathom, uh, to begin mm -hmm. to fathom your mind. Uh, so he had that spirit, uh, but you already mentioned the word integrity, uh, moral uprightness, honesty, even behind closed doors. That's a big one. Um, yeah. you know, we all know how to put on the dog. We all know how to do it in front of other people. That's, that's, I mean, your family knows the real you 
right? Your family, yeah. your, your close family, they know who you really are. Um, and, and, um, and it was, I mean, Job's wife, man, I just keep going back to that. She said, why don't you just curse God and die? She had seen Job yeah. follow God through all this and it caused her to be bitter. And she was like, enough's enough. You're just a man, curse him and die. And that guy literally rebuked it, rebuked her and refused mm -hmm. to do that. Uh, that, I mean, talk about a, you know, a beast, a boss for Jesus. I mean, that is yeah. because he had yeah. most, most people, most people would have crumbled way before that. And oh, yeah. his wife got a lesson in leadership right there. Like his wife's yeah. like, um, and, and we don't really get to know the, the rest of the story with how that was all resolved. Um, but he was tempted in so many ways to throw in the towel or to at least, um, you know, uh, dare I say, uh, do more than question God, um, and, and, and refuse to do so. And so yeah. I, I would say, this is what I came up with. Job had wholeness of character. And what I say yeah. by that is he had qualities and characteristics that did not exist in fractions. They were in complete, complete. form. Yeah. They were they incomplete were form. Yep. He didn't yep. almost do what was right completely. He did what was right completely. There wasn't yep. a question mark about the decisions that he made. Yeah. And to me, that is being perfect in your decision making. You're not one in, you know, nine, nine, 1.99999 or whatever, or 0. 0.9. You're, you're, you're a whole number that's, um, yeah in your decision-making process. So you, in, in order to have a wholeness of character, you leave nothing to question about your integrity. Yeah. And I think that's really what it boils down to. I mean, cause the, the very, the very definition, the Hebrew word that they use there, the very definition is whole complete. And right? you know, the, the, the thing that's the thing that's going to disqualify most people from this Wes is because when you're that holy, you get prideful. Yeah. And you can have everything else. You can have everything else in order, but yep. you don't have that pride in check. And you start looking down on other people who aren't as good as you, who don't know the word of God oh, is, man. as good as you do, or who don't make the decisions we, we, or you. And I saw it in churches. I'm just going to have to say it. Who didn't have those standards quite as good as you did. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And well, and, I, I think that's where that rule of thumb comes in. You know, it's, it's something that I've always, when I was in the military, I always told my soldiers, I, I tell, I tell my teens this, I tell my youth group this, I tell, I tell the men in the King's guard, this very thing. Uh, when I was in security, I told my guards this, I said, you know, in this industry doing what we do. So whether that's military, whether that's security, whether that's being a man, there is no room for your pride or your dignity. It will get you killed. It will get you hemmed up every single time. And as men, that's what we struggle with the most. It's the original sin, if you will, right? Is our pride, our ego. And yes. you're right. When you allow your, when you get to that point where your 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 standards are, look, look look at my standard. When it becomes about your standards and your rules and your regulations, that's where your pride is going to come in. The, the The Pharisees had this. You know, they had all of these rules and they followed the rules, right? 
But what yep. did Christ tell them? He said, "You're a hypocrite," because I think it was when they came when they came to him and, and said, "Well, why why do your disciples not wash their hands before they eat?" You know, and they're talking about the ceremonial washing of hands. They're they're breaking the laws of our ancestors. He said, "Well, you're breaking the commandments. Why are you breaking the commandments? Why are you breaking the commandments through your traditions with your traditions?" Your tradition, you're, you're so wrapped up around the tradition that you forgot what the tradition was really all about. And that was the relationship that you have with Christ and the relationship that you have with God. And we we've, I, we hear it all the time. You you just mentioned it. You know, those guys that it's your standards aren't the way that, it, that, that they should aren't the same as mine. You're, you're you don't worship the same way that I do. You don't listen to the same music that I listen to. You have a beard. How dare you have a beard? How many times have we heard that one? You know, oh, yeah. uh, the, the, you know, and on and on and on. You can you see know, which way I went with that rules. one. Yeah, same here, right? <laughs> Granted, not as glorious as you did, but it's all these rules <laughs> and regulations. And it's just, it's like, man, this is, it's pride. You're, the yeah, very it's the, thing that you're, when you get, because, because the thing is, is they are really, they, they, mm -hmm. they spend almost all of their time keeping things in check. I heard, yeah. I heard one guy say, and, and, and at the, at the time, I thought it was corny, but it's true. He said, the closer you get to the light, the more dirt you're able to see. And, 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 I, and, and he wasn't trying, he wasn't trying to be prideful in front of me. So I'm yeah. not going to, but, but here's the deal. When that is, when that consumes you, when, yep. when, how close your walk to God consumes you, the first thing you're going to see is people who aren't walking like you're walking. <laughs> yeah. The first because 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 you you've basically yeah. just eliminated yourself from from really being able to relate to anybody else, mm -hmm. um, and so the humility piece becomes an issue. The closer we get to God, we have to yeah. remember how to relate to others and to be yeah. able to communicate and be with others. So that's a challenge, you know. Yeah, and I think to our guys out the, there that the have been walking is, for a long time, you know, yeah, that, that wholeness of character, that, that is, integrity piece uh, yeah. about about your humility. That's a tough one. Yeah, and, and that and that's where it comes from, it, that, or that's where it has to be. It, it you have to keep it in an area where it's going to keep you humble, because like you said, the more the closer yeah. you are to the light, the more dirt you see. What we look for is the dirt in others. And we stop looking and, for the dirt. And we lives. justify it by saying, I'm admonishing them. <laughs> I'm doing right. so so I no. so I so basically at that point, what I what I'm doing is is I'm bending things to fit them where I need them to yeah. fit so that I can man manipulate others to be like me yeah. instead of being like Christ. Yeah. If I can if I can point people to Christ, he'll fix them at his pace. And a lot of times I want to yeah. rush people. And make the pace go faster. <laughs> right. We <laughs> want it to go letting, our way. Letting the spirit lead. <laughs> yeah. We we want them to fit the mold that we have like yeah. immediately. Right. So like somebody gets saved. We want them to dress right. We want them to look right, talk right, act right. All of the things all at once. The way that we do it. Yeah. Right. But oh um oh brother Ed Gibson. He was a missionary to Japan for a while. He he lives out in Jacksonville. Um, I love Brother Ed. He he gave us he gave me some of the best advice when we were developing this program, uh, and I'll never forget it. He said, he said discipleship is a good thing, but um, everybody grows at their own pace. And that's 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 everyone is going to strive for perfection mm -hmm. in their own way, 
which is which is why yeah. you're not going to hear Wes or I do a paint by number approach to how to do this. <laughs> yeah, because we're all first we of all, all got separate battles. Yeah, first of all, because I haven't learned how to color inside the lines yet. All right, so yeah, same. Here, I'm buddy. still working on it, you know, and it's 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 not about not making mistakes, right? It's not about that. It's about recognizing Correct. when I hope we not, do. I hope it's not about not making mistakes. Right? It's, it's about <laughs> recognizing when we do and turning from it. Right? It's about correcting the mistakes. Recognizing well, yeah, the mistakes like in my ourselves. dad always says, you know, the problem with a living sacrifice is it constantly wants to crawl off the altar. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't want to stay there. Right? Yep. I have a couple good days and then I feel like I've I've got it. I got this covered. <laughs> yeah, I'll get like a good day. I'm like, oh, yes, I, I got the victory today. And then like the next yeah. three, four days or three, four weeks, I'm like, oh, those didn't go so well. Yeah. Right. And it's just so what is it about being perfect? It's not about it, it's not about being sinless. There's only one that's ever been sinless. So it's 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 about being whole and complete. You know? It will lead to sinning less, though. And I've said that before. That is true. Um, and it will. It will because that's sanctification, and again, yeah. that happens. That happens at a different pace for every believer, um, and 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 I would say it speeds up the more you read His Word. It speeds up the more you yeah. pray to God. That's why we. That's why the church is constantly, you know, uh, hammering those uh, really important um, aspects of the Christian walk. But yeah. at the same time, everyone's got a different background. Everyone's got different mm-hmm. pet sins that that God has has shown them yeah. that they're uh, to put on that altar. And it's, it's all, it's grace that gets us through it. And he, he, I mean, he did Matthew. I can't remember which chapter I want to say 16, but he says, um, be, be perfect. Uh, uh, Jesus, uh, commands for us to be perfect as God is perfect. And it's, it's, it's true. I mean, it's, 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 he would not, the son of God would not have given us that, Mm -hmm command it wasn't even a suggestion if it were not something we were to achieve you know yeah and it is achievable right otherwise because if it's not achievable he's a bad leader yeah right that's one of the marks of good leadership is that a leader is is somebody who a good leader is somebody who's going to give you a goal that's attainable i'm not going to set you up for failure i'm not going to set you up for something that you're never going to achieve i'm going to make the goal attainable so when he says be perfect because because god is perfect or because i am perfect it's because it's an attainable yeah i was matthew 5 i was matthew 5 i was wrong it wasn't 16 matthew 5 48 be perfect even as your father which is in heaven is perfect yeah um it's attainable And it says the common English Bible uses the word complete instead of perfect. And so that, that once again, you can dive, take a deeper dive into what that word, the context Mm -hmm. and connotation of what it's saying there. Um, But it's the fact that we are incomplete. We are not whole without him. Yep. And that's, and that's the thing, man. So where does this start? How do we become whole how do we where where do we even begin well it first starts with your relationship with christ do you have a relationship with christ because if you don't have a relationship with christ well that's step one you're never going to be whole you're never going to be complete without that i mean that's just that's not me saying that that's the reality of the situation that you're in and you have to be willing to admit that you don't have that relationship with him. I mean, here's the reality. I think I saw a, a video of Vody Bachman, and I know there's a bunch of guys that are going to 
crucify me because I just I've listened to all those guys. I don't agree with their theology all the way, but I mean, they are they're putting out some truth too. Vody Bachman, he he made the statement. He said, he's like, there are people out there that'll say that we don't need to tell sinners they're sinners. They know. He's like, they don't. They don't know. You know, because we look at somebody else just doing what we just talked about, looking at other people and pointing out. He's like, we look at a murderer on the screen, on the TV, and we say, well, that's a sinner. That's an obvious one, right? Of course he's a sinner. Right? I don't murder people. I mean, I make mistakes. And that's how we justify it. But the reality is, no, you're a sinner. And we're all sinners. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's, it's, we, we, we constantly fall short of the standard. That's why all of these man-made standards, you're never going to meet them. The list of rules, you're never going to follow all of the rule, follow all of the rules. You're never going to meet that mark because you're a sinner. It's in your nature. And we all are that way. The Bible says, for there are none righteous, no, not one. You know, I think of the the scribe that came to, to Christ and said it called him good master. He says, Why do you call me good? There are none good but God. One, that was an admission from Christ saying, Yeah, you know who I am. You don't want to admit it out loud, but you you're only calling me good because you're trying to call me out on something. But the reality is. He is God, so he is good. But there are none other that are good. There are none other that are righteous. Not you, not me, no one. And the right. only way and that I we think can that's that's righteous. his way of pointing out the standard mm-hmm. you think you're meeting, you're not meeting you're it. Not. There's going to you're have not. to be another way for you, pal. He's trying to get yeah. him ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> and the Bible tells us that, you know, so we're we're all sinners first. And there's punishment. There's there's only one thing that can happen to sinners, and that the Bible says that for the wages of sin is death. Right. Yeah. It's it's punishment. It's eternal separation from God. But luckily for us, the gift of God is eternal life. And that gift was his son dying on the cross for you, for me, for the entire world. He bore it all. Right. And if you haven't believed that, trusted in that, if you don't believe that he was raised from the dead, if if, if you're praying to anybody else, to anything else, folks, you're you're, you're missing it. It starts with a relationship with Christ. That is the beginning. That's how you start finding wholeness and completeness. That's where perfection comes from. It starts with him. Outside of him, there isn't any. You'll never find it, right? So it starts there. The second thing is, is what's your cause? What is it that you're fighting for? What is it that you're striving for? What's your vision? Cole mentioned it earlier. What's your vision for yourself as a man, what's your vision for your family? What's your vision for your household? Pastors, I'll, I'll ask you this. What's your vision for your church? You know, we, we I, I, I've run into, I don't know how many pastors recently, and I'll ask him, you know, I'll ask him this question. Just about every man I ask this question to, what's your vision? And it's, it's astonishing to me how many will, will just look at me with that doe-eyed look in their eyes, you know, like a deer in the headlights, like they have no idea what I just hit him with, right? But the Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. If you don't have a vision, folks, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to meet the standard because you don't even have a plan to get there, right? What's your vision? And a lot of pastors would say, well, you're pointing at my numbers. You're pointing at my numbers. That's not true at all. It's about your church growth. Church growth is Mm -hmm. not numerical. 
It's it, it, no. a lot of times it's nothing. It's nothing but quality. It's about your members, uh, yep. you know, getting getting their own vision, you know. And I, yeah. I, 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 I'm hearing that a lot from my young pastor friends. that are be like, really, what I'm trying to get is I'm trying to get my my membership to my mm -hmm. sheep in this church to catch their own vision, to yeah. catch their own goal orientation. Yep. And because when they do, it just lights it on fire. Yeah, it uh, it changes everything. Yep. Yep. It's because like, you can't just have the pastor the do to do everything. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's yeah, to, exactly. to, to, to go back to what, what you were talking about. Pastors are exhausted because a lot of them are yeah. doing everything. And do you know what their yeah. vision is, Wes? If I can make it through this next Sunday, brother Wes, <laughs> that's yeah, my current vision. Exactly. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? It's, uh, yeah. And it's almost, yeah. It's like their, their vision is survival. Yeah. Right. They're doing it's everything survival. they can. They're exhausted. Yeah. And, and here's the thing for, for my pastor friends out there, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Are you in a fight? Yes. Every day of the week, you're in a fight. You're studying 30, 40, 50 hours a week trying to get that sermon prepared. And not maybe not just maybe you're a small church and it's not just the sermon you're doing. You're doing the Sunday school and you're doing the music and you're doing this and you're doing you're doing everything there is. And you're tired, you're wore out, you're exhausted. And yes, there is potential for you to be, get burned out. But if you can catch the vision that God has for you, because God has a vision for you. There is a vision that God will give you if you ask him for it. He will give it to you. You don't have to sit there and plan for months and look, oh, well, I need to, I need to come with a vision that God will give well, it. Yeah. To it's you. not like you can just put a banner up on the back you know, yeah. of the wall and that's God, our vision for the year. I mean, you can't, right? just, it's not a statement, but what happens is when you catch that vision and, and pastors is what I'm saying, you have to have that vision and you have to relay that vision. You have to communicate that vision to your people. And then you pull in those men. And you relay the vision to them, and then you ask them and challenge them to take that vision and make it their own somehow. That's what I did with the King's Guard. And I, it was some part, really, this was completely unintentional. I brought in seven men, right? We ended up with mm -hmm. four, right? Those four men have their, have, they caught the vision that I had. And now it's their own vision, and they're building yeah. this thing along with me and, and beside me. And, but they're, they're taking it to different directions that I never thought possible, but it was because we had a shared vision, but yeah. it starts there. You have to be a man with a cause, right? And you don't have to be surviving. God will, God, we're, the Bible tells us that we're already conquerors. We already have the victory. We're more than conquerors through Christ. So why is our, why is our vision just to survive? It should yeah. never be to just survive, right? So it doesn't have to be that way. Be a man with a cause. Fight for that cause. Be straight and level. Constantly check that zero like we were talking about. Check yourself. You, Cole talked about pride, and this, this is the thing. When you, allow, when you become complete and whole in Christ, but you continue to recognize why you're complete and whole in Christ and you realize it has nothing to do with you, that's the T. And you That's keep that key. perspective, it will keep you humble. The Bible tells us that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Yep. Remember that. That that preacher that talked to Cole, he's not wrong. The closer you are to the light, the more dirt you see. Folks, if you're looking at anybody else's dirt but your own, you're missing the point. You need to be finding the dirt in your own life. But here's the thing. God will show it to you, 
and he will tell you what to do with it. Follow that. Do what he tells you, and you cannot go wrong with that. But check your level. Check your plumb line. Check your zero. Right? Yep. Do you remember who God is? Because that will help. That will help with that zero. Yes. Do you fear God? Do you have a healthy fear of him? And then finally, are you one who turns from evil? Or are you constantly running back to it like a dog and vomit? Those, those are things that are going to help you keep that that integrity and 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 maintain wholeness. But folks, it, it starts with Christ and it builds from there. And each one of these things, you you've you've got to start with him, be a man with a cause, check your zero. Remember who God is. Always remember who God is. Keep that at the forefront of your mind. And make sure that you're running from evil. Make sure that you're turning from it. Right? You're turning away, yep. that you're departing from it. Right? That's a perfect man. Are you going to make mistakes? Yep. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall. You're going to trip. You're, you're, you're going to fall down. But the Bible tells us that a righteous man falls down seven times and rises up again. Yep. Folks, it's not about the mistakes. You're going to make them. It's okay. We all make them. We'll live. But get back up again. Right? Stop listening to that voice of shame in your head. Stop listening to that, that spirit of fear that's in, in your ear. Right? Shake it off and listen to what God is telling you. And you'll find completeness and wholeness in him. All right? We're at 50 minutes, Cole. I thought that was I thought we were gonna be a little bit shorter just because of, of how how little time we had to kind of prepare. But I mean, I think that was a, a pretty good discussion and conversation as far as what it means to be a, a whole man or a, a perfect man. Uh, did you have any final yep. thoughts that you want to throw out on that, Matt, on that subject? Well, no, I just hope that we've uh, maybe helped someone come to an understanding of mm -hmm. you know when they come across these things like this person's perfect that you know uh i can never be like that i can never no that that is for you that is your yeah. that is your goal that that is meant for you mm -hmm. uh it is uh, you know a mission is possible for you and that is something yeah. that um we all struggle with every day uh trying to become a whole person in christ and mm -hmm. not just giving him yeah. little fractions of ourselves in each category uh, we're real good about that. You know, you yeah. know, I'm, I'll give you in this category of my life, you know, I will, you know, trustworthiness. I'll give you almost my entire self in my finances. I'll give you almost my entire self in my, the, you know, and so, and so yeah. you add all those categories up and you get to feeling like you're really good, but that's not your, your wholeness. That's that's so yeah. I guess homework assignment would be like, what category can you yeah. immediately address right now and say, Hey, I can perfect this. Not, yeah. not mistake, you know, flawless. We're not, we're not going, that's not what we're, what we're, mm -hmm. we're talking nope. about. What can I strive? What category can I strive to be perfected in that I currently am lacking? And I think that's a great, a great, yeah. until our next podcast, that's something I'm going to look at personally and see what can I do um, that I'm, that I'm neglecting right now that maybe I'm good at, but I'm not yeah. great at. You know, that, that type of thing. Um, I think that's, that's a, that's a, that's a neat little way to, to wrap up for me. Yep. So we're going to close this up with a couple of announcements. Um, and, uh, so Cole and I were talking about this 
yesterday. We didn't realize it. So next month is so we're we're doing we we, we kind of transitioned from a uh, a a weekly podcast to a monthly podcast. It was just a whole lot going on uh, that that was just it was too much. So we're gonna go to a month one one episode a month. Um, so I'm sorry that we're spreading it out so far, but I think it, it works out better this way anyway. Um, so once a month, it'll be the first Tuesday of every month. Uh, is when this podcast will come out. Uh, but me and Cole were talking about it. The next podcast that's coming out, it's going to be February 7th is the next one. That's my birthday. It's my birthday on February oh, 7th. And Cole, right? I know. And then Cole, your birthday is the 8th, right? That's and, right. Uh, so we back didn't, to back, so we baby. Talking about, I know. So we <laughs> the didn't The dynamic realize, duo. Right? We didn't realize that it was that close together until I just really glitched out right there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had no idea we were that close with our birthdays. Yeah, I didn't either. So we talked about it. We realized it. So what we're going to do next month is next month is going to be a birthday bash. So, uh, I have no idea what we're going to do for that one. Uh, other than, uh, we're going to kind of talk about our visions for ourselves, right? I'm going to talk about what my vision is for me. Cole's going to do the same about him. We might have some, some folks come in and, 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 uh, give some messages or something like that. If you want to do something like that, you can send it in to podcast at uh, the kingsguard.org. Um, whatever you guys want to do, but we're going to have a good time uh, on that episode. It probably be one of our shorter ones, but yeah, we're going to have a birthday bash uh, on February's episode uh, or February's uh, Kingsguard podcast episode. So join us for that. And the other thing that I want to talk about uh, that I want to mention is upcoming a little bit further down the road, but it'll be coming up soon enough. And that's the Kingsguard Conference, which is going to be coming up uh, April 21st through the 23rd of this year at Layton Chapel Baptist, Spring Lake, North Carolina. Uh, they've got some good, good speakers and some good music that's going to be there. Jim Berg, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of him before, uh, but he's coming in, does a lot of stuff on fathers and sons and, and so on and so forth. So that will be a, a great time. Uh, we've got a lot planned for that conference. So make sure that you're you're marking that off, that you're scheduling that off, and that you're taking the time to come out and do that. And what I would recommend is get some good boots, get some good socks, and uh, a, a good walking pack, a good hiking pack, because we're going to be doing the King's March again. And you say, well, I, I can't carry weight when I walk. That's fine. Just don't bring the pack. Just just bring yourself and some some good shoes, um, and, and it'll be a good time. But I know that they've got some 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 other outside activities that they're planning on doing. I know that they're, they're planning on doing some good food uh, as well. Uh, Bill Panoff is going to be cooking the food for then uh, for the conference. Then Cole, you remember the feast that we had last year. Mm. Um, yes, it was just phenomenal. Um, and Bill Panoff, he's been a guest on the show before, um, but he's going to be cooking uh, for us for that, for that conference. And I'm really excited. So um, I'll be there. I'm trying to get some men from our church to go as well. Um, so make sure that you're planning on joining us for the Kingsguard conference uh, in April on April 21st through the 23rd of this year. All right. So don't miss it. Put it on your calendar and uh, and don't don't forget to be there. All right. Until then, we will see you next month uh, at the next Kingsguard episode. Until then, remember, there is a king who loves you and wants to see you reach your greatest potential. And he's offering anybody with a heart willing to put on their battle armor a place in the king's guard.